Welcome back. This is Kelly Gregg of kellygregg.com, G-R-E-G-G, and this is number 19 in the series of podcasts that are replicating the book Diet and Health, which I am trying to persuade you to buy. The last time I spoke about the ketogenic diet, and this time I'm going to go into a few diet details. The primary advantage of the ketogenic diet is that you get to eat. You just don't get to eat carbs. By now, everyone has heard of people putting butter on steaks, or eating pork rinds, or eating bacon and eggs for breakfast and lunch every day. These stories actually are true. Ketogenesis means your fat cells are putting out fatty acids. Your fat cells are not turning sugar into fat. This will be happening as long as your keto stick remains positive. Now, if you eat a lot of triglycerides, that is fat, and absorb a lot of fatty acids, your body is happy to use these also. And this may slow down the rate of your fat cells putting out fatty acids. But if your carb level is low, it is not turning sugar into fat. Okay, some of you may have caught me. Even if you are not eating carbs, your dutiful liver is still making sugar out of protein. Your blood sugar level may drop a little, but it will not get close to zero. Your brain does not mind using ketone bodies, but it appears it doesn't use ketones for 100% of its energy. You will always have some blood sugar from your liver, even if you are fasting for months. There may be a little sugar going to fat, but at a much lower rate than before you bought this book. In fact, at such a low rate, we are going to forget about it. The main advantage of this diet over, say, the reduced-calorie diet is that you may eat protein and fat almost as much as you want. You still can't go crazy as people are wont to do, but if you use your common sense, you can eat butter and steak and lobster. This may be a fat loss diet, but it is definitely not going to be a cheap diet. Your hunger will not be a constant presence driving you to eat. Although you can eat when you are hungry, it ends up you are hungry less. There are other advantages to not eating all the time, other than just insulin control, which we can talk about later. What about cholesterol? Well, it may go up a little. It may not, depending upon how poor your previous diet was. The ketogenic diet is a fat-losing diet. I have told you several times, this is not a maintenance diet. It would be crazy, please do not consider that medical advice, if you continue this diet forever. If we say most people bought the book to lose about 30 pounds, this will take about 3 to 6 months. Everyone is a little different. We are going to determine that the risk-benefit ratio is going to be in favor of our lowering fat versus the possible risk of a higher protein and fat diet. This is true for most people, but not for everyone. There may or may not be an increased risk of kidney stones or gout, especially if we are already affected by this. And yes, your lipoprotein profile may look a little worse, but it may not. We are losing weight. If we had not screwed up by gaining weight, all this would have not been necessary. Now we are trying to fix it, 
and we have calculated the fix is better than the disease. I am not a healthcare provider. If you are not a normal person health-wise going into this, maybe you should see some type of healthcare provider. And if anything happens, it's their fault, not mine, and I'm happy. In the book, Diet and Health, I have a long, boring discussion in an addendum at the back of the book. I think about 1% of the readers will actually read this, but since I estimate about 50 million people will read the book, that's still about 500,000 people, so it's worthwhile to add it. This discussion is on lipoproteins. And I warn you, it is going to be boring. I will not add it to this series of podcasts. However, I have another series of podcasts on health topics in which I think it would be more appropriate to add the lipoprotein discussion. So if you're really interested, eventually you'll have to go to my website and figure out where the lipoprotein podcast is. Now we are on the ketogenic diet and on our way to fat loss heaven. What could possibly go wrong? Well, it ends up when you switch from glucose to fatty acids, sometimes you may not feel great for a couple days. You remember what happens when you stop eating. The glycogen gets used up, the fatty acids get started, the ketones get started, and the liver sugar making gets going. This is a process in flux. Sometimes you may feel a little hypoglycemic, sometimes you may feel a little low energy, and sometimes you may not feel quite right. This has been called by some people the keto flu. It is completely unrelated to COVID. My approach to these symptoms is that it's just too bad. At least you are not hungry. Remember, there is a reason why we are doing this whole thing. Somehow you manage to gain a lot of fat. Maybe you may have to feel not bad, but just not normal for a couple days. This will pass. You have lots of energy stored in your body. Your liver will make glucose for you. The fatty acids will get turned into ketone bodies for you. So just suck it up. One problem is psychological. You are addicted to sucrose and high fructose corn syrup, and we are going cold turkey. You will have some withdrawal symptoms. Again, that's just too bad. We are going to go all Calvinistic on you. Just eat some pork rinds. We do end up in ketosis. Our ketosis flu does go away. We are now ordering the low-carb lunches, counting all of our carbs, eating about three or four times a day, fasting for 12 hours between the last and first meal of the day, and everyone we talk to knows what we mean when you say, I am going low-carb. You may experience slight euphoria. It would not be surprising if you wanted to start exercising or join the YMCA. I encourage this activity, not because I believe exercise greatly helps weight loss, although I believe it does encourage certain metabolic processes, but because about half the people in there are in the same boat as you. There is an advantage to group support and peer pressure. There is an advantage to being around people who will encourage you and give good advice. Don't be shy. Everyone supports someone who has taken the step to health and self-improvement. Most were there once and understand changing your life is not easy, but it is possible. Commit to an exercise class. 
I believe the psychological advantages are much more important than just the physical exercise. Stay in ketosis and you will lose fat. It will just be more fun if you are around similar people. One of the unexpected problems of a very low-carb diet is that it can get boring. I'm sure in the past people got tired of eating buffalo every day in the summer or potatoes every day in the winter, but it was better than being hungry. We have a slight advantage now. The capitalistic system has provided us with thousands of low-carb recipes. Many are excellent dishes that no one would know was a low-carb dish. Many of these recipes have never been made before. With a little effort, the food engineer can give you enough variety that boredom should not be a problem. Now, this is opposed to cravings. Normally, I treat men and women the same, often with little sympathy and generally with tough love. This is one area that may actually be physiologic. Both men and women get cravings. Women for food. Men for something else. The cravings in pregnancy are a real physiological event that, if we were smart enough, could actually see the brain changes. The relationship between food, desire, and the brain is some combination of hormones, gut bacteria, previous exposure, and physiology. I will sympathize with the desire for carbs, but you cannot succumb. Exercise may help this. The stimulation of other taste buds may relieve some of the pressure. In pregnancy, the cravings may be dill pickles as much as ice cream. You have five taste buds. Try to stimulate others to control the sweet desire. Salty pork rinds, steak with lots of mushrooms, chili peppers. You are not alone here, and the recipe books can be of great benefit. You can see this diet is somewhat bereft of vegetables and fiber. Spend what few carbs you have wisely. Remember, fiber doesn't count. You will also be a little light on fruit. From most of history, man ate fruit only a few months a year. You should be able to last six months. Eating fruit every day of the year is not normal. You'll be fine. This is a fat loss diet, not a lifelong maintenance diet. I really hesitate to tell you this and have debated quite a bit to include this uh, segment. It is probably not good for you to be in ketosis all the time. Being in ketosis results in a low insulin level. After all, that is what we are trying to accomplish. But ketosis all the time is not a normal metabolic state. As we will see later, there are people who have been in ketosis over a year and did not appear to suffer any physiological problems. Nevertheless, your body is quite complicated and all of the hormones are interrelated. We are putting up with the ketosis for a while because we calculated the risk was worth the benefit. As I said, insulin affects other hormones as well as carbohydrates. Your body is just extraordinarily complex, with hormones, organs, and brain elaborately connected. It ends up that to keep all the hormones happy, we may have to go out of ketosis every few weeks. By that I mean every three or four weeks, you will eat an elevated carb meal. I, I don't mean you go crazy, but maybe you go to a Mexican restaurant and order off the regular menu. 
This will take you out of ketosis. The next day you go back to the ketosis diet. In a day or two you will be back on the wagon with the keto sticks. This recommendation is not gospel. It is difficult for me to find a lot of medical research support. I am pretty sure it won't hurt you, and it will only prolong your weight loss diet for a very short period of time. But your hormones do have a rhythm. I do suspect being in ketosis for a length of time does affect your sex hormones. So let me repeat, do not go crazy. Just eat a regular meal, which may contain a few hundred carbohydrates about once a month. It will take you out of ketosis. But my Tao, you will be able to go into ketosis a little more rapidly, and it will only be a couple days until your keto sticks are again positive. One more thing, too much protein is not good for you. It ends up people do not feel well with greater than about 40% protein in the diet. That means you must eat fat. I know it sounds strange to eat fat on a fat-losing diet, and if you wish to understand it further, you are going to have to read that long, boring addendum on lipoproteins. It will eventually be a podcast in the health topics portion of my website. If you can't wait that long, you're just going to have to buy the book. You are now burning fat instead of carbs for energy. Your body appears to like to do that. It appears that fat intake lowers your desire to eat, whereas, like the Chinese restaurant syndrome, when you eat a high-carb meal, you are hungry three hours later. Now, relax and have an open mind. Do not be afraid. We are going to start the next chapter, and it will be scary for some people. Now, my ad, remember, I want you to buy my book, and that's why I'm doing all this. The book is Diet and Health. The website is kellygreggreggg.com. And remember, I may not be a real doctor. In fact, I may not be a real dictor either.